This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic, jointly presented with Chendanen. Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila Ganesan and joining me today is writer, translator and playwright Adriana Nordin-Manan for this week's review. Thank you for joining me, Adriana. Thanks, Sharmila. It's always fun to talk art with you. So today we are going to be reviewing an online exhibition by the uh, Bank Nagara Museum. It's called Karingat Tales of Our Forefathers and it's it's a really interesting concept. It essentially looks at Malaysia's economic history under the themes of agriculture, uh, small businesses, fisheries and mining and puts together a series of paintings and photographs that showcase um, basically ideas around these four themes and they depict Malaysia's economic history from the colonial era all the way to the 1980s. Very interesting concept. Um, A lot of great works, big names being shown. Um, Just running through some of those artists that are on display, we have Yong Man Sen, Abdullah Arif, uh, Sultan Ismail Nasruddin Shah, Kuo Ju Ping, Chong Yung Chia, Mohamed Salehuddin. So just names that are big names in our artistic history and coming together to talk about our economic history. Overall, I enjoyed the works on display. We'll get into the experience of the show itself, but what did you make of the show in general? In general, I too, uh, as you said, I enjoyed the works. I thought uh, they were fascinating and they, they were very rich. Um, But I do think there were many missed opportunities in the overall package and presentation, which we can talk about. Yeah, I think missed opportunities is something that um, I would definitely say as well, and in many ways. One in even just the the way we consume the virtual exhibition. Um, And this is something I've talked about, you've talked about multiple times in terms of virtual exhibitions, virtual art and and user experience, right? Uh, But also gaps in terms of the curation, gaps in terms of the works that are being shown. So let's save perhaps some of those things for a little later. I wanted to first maybe talk about the themes that they focused on and whether you saw the value in discussing, um, presenting these themes with visual art. Oh, definitely. I definitely think that they were very powerful because, and you know that, Um, art speaks to its times right so uh, we had artwork that came and they said as went as far back as the 1940s and that's a view of the everyday of the landscapes that the artists saw which I think are valuable and I'm glad that uh, that they exist you know Uh, and I know that I noticed in this exhibition many of them uh, belong to specific collections and all private collections some of them so I thought it was great that they were out uh, for public access, so to speak. And it can reach you, it reaches you in a different way than reading a book. Um, yeah, the, like the visual, uh, how, how visceral it can be. So I thought that was powerful. I'm glad you brought up landscapes because um, one thing that strikes me every time I see, uh, especially older landscape pieces from Malaysian history, and you know, you don't get a lot of opportunity to see them. Uh, Singapore Art Museum actually has some great pieces. So this exhibition uh, reminded me of how uh, evocative, how nostalgic, and and this odd sense of connection that you can get with a past that you don't actually identify with, just by looking at the landscapes and the approach and seeing it through the artist's eyes, um, and that notion of it doesn't do what you get from books. Uh, I think even more so, an exhibition like this 
allows you to engage with history in a way that doesn't feel like you're being lectured to or, or like you're being forced to understand our history. Uh, and instead, it's a very organic, um, visually pleasing um almost intimate way of understanding history. And I like that a lot. I, I I think this was one of those online exhibitions that I would love to see in person. I'd love to see this realized in a full, huge exhibition that I could walk into and look at the pieces. And and I mean, I hope Bank Nagara is listening because a lot of these pieces are from their own collections. So curated this way under this theme, I think would be really interesting to, to go to. And even for a larger audience, for students, for members of the general public, I feel like there's a lot of value here. I completely agree, Shamila. I mean, the let's and let's talk a little bit about like the fact that it's organized by Bank Nagara, right? So Bank Nagara uh, has the institutional prowess, the resources, and uh, and this exhibition could speak, like you said, it could go across time, across geography, actually, uh, to go the length of the country, and it could tell us so much. And it would be, yeah, it would be a lovely thing. I mean, I'm not an educator, but. I could imagine myself bringing my younger students, for example, to see like, hey, what is this landscape? And what are they talking about? Wow, okay, let's talk about such and such and such economic sector in a in a, a light, casual, but respectful manner that really pays homage to what the artist saw and what the visual wants to convey. Definitely. I think one thing I noticed, and, and again, that goes back to the question of uh, accessibility, right? Um, mm-hmm. This isn't tough art. I felt like this is art that is pleasing. And really, it depends where you're coming from. Art doesn't always have to be pleasing. Art doesn't always have to be intensely accessible. But I think for a topic like this, um, I liked that the artworks were deep, yes, had stories, yes, but they were also just beautiful. So many of the works were beautiful. They were wonderful to look at. There's so much technique, so much care put into the work. Um, And I think it's important because um, with a lot of contemporary work, things can feel like they go over the audience's head a little bit. Whereas this one felt like something I could tell anyone to go and look at. Yep, I would agree. Definitely. Just the the sheer beauty of it, really. Just the landscapes. And I, I do want to name one that really uh, caught my attention. Uh, Ma'amor Jantan's Sanandong, which is of paddy fields. Uh, yeah, if, yeah uh, which I would have liked to see it a bit more up close, but we can talk about that later. But yeah, that, for example, and it's a watercolour uh, painting. And I know that watercolour, you know, there's that, question of fluidity and it's tougher to control so when you when so when it's done well it's like it's riveting and stunningly beautiful um so yeah i i, I agree though and his is just one so many of the works are really so gorgeous and just as you said um anyone could could take a look and enjoy them i would say but as a malaysian if you're thinking a bit more and then given the theme that they're presenting it would hit you a bit deeper i think and it would leave you reflecting uh, in some shape or form did you have a favorite among the four themes um and then i'm going to ask you for your favorite works as well okay let's see among the four themes i was intrigued okay okay i I was intrigued by mining. I was intrigued by mining. Um, yeah, but what I thought was that in terms of just sheer beauty, pure beauty, uh, fisheries. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, actually, I think I enjoyed agriculture a lot um, mm-hmm. only because it had a lot of these uh, agriculture more than the others had very uh, there were a lot of realist paintings, um, which mm-hmm. kind of, I think, takes you into the lives of people. You get to see expressions and faces. Um, Tumbok Padi by Ismail Madhusen was one of my favorite works. Um, it just has these images of women. Um 
But speaking of those, um, going back to mining, um, you're right. It's very intriguing because I think of the four industries, mining is probably the one we don't see visualized as often. Um, and I think my favorite uh sort of two juxtapositioned works were a painting of Dulang washers and a photograph of Dulang washers. And you kind of see them right after each other. And I enjoyed that kind of contrast and interplay between the realism and the um, and the more artistic representation of two very similar things. Any favourite works other than, the, other than the watercolour you mentioned? Um, so I didn't get the name for the... Okay, I did like, okay, uh, Chang Yung Chia's Chakra. Oh, like same, that. same. That's like one of that. my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, I was, I found very compelling. What I found very compelling. Well, I, I'm, I'm a Hussein Anas fan, so of course, Nafka by Hussein Anas was stunning, uh, of the, of the fisherman pulling the boat, uh, to the shore. Um, but there were these, uh, there were two works side by side. And this is where I apologize. The names of the artists escaped me, but they were of Gedong Raja Abdullah. Yes. Um, yeah, one of the I few was, sort of architectural works yeah, on show. Exactly. And, and it was under the mining section. So that had me wondering like, what is this? This is not an open pit hard rock mine. Who are you, Gedong Raja Abdullah? And then, of course, I did my little sleuthing online and I found out that it was a, a res, the residence of Raja Abdullah. Um, where he lived on the top floor with his family and at the bottom it was a gudang yeah it was like a godang where they stored tin ore so I thought that was fascinating and that's a little piece of local history right? That's Oh that's so interesting because I was trying to figure out what the connection was as well um, I was intrigued to see it in that section mm. um, an, another favourite of mine was um, Badiri Atas Kaki Sendiri Atas Dua Roda by Ismail Hashim it's a collage of these um, gelatin prints and mm. just beautiful intricate work it looks it looks so contemporary um and it and it really is about the role of uh two wheelers um in 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 i think our small business sectors and mm -hmm. a very quirky very interesting work we are reviewing bang Negara museum's exhibition called Karingat tales of our forefathers uh, if you want to check it out it's a virtual exhibition you can head on over to museum.bnm.gov.my we'll be back after this to continue our review so keep it here on every Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chindana. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chindana. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila. And today I'm joined by Adriana Nordin Manan. And together we're reviewing uh, a virtual exhibition called Karingat Tales of Our Forefathers. That's happening um, online on the Bank Nagara Museum website. Uh, so we talked a lot about the things we liked. And I think it is fair to say that there were things that we both thought could be done better. So I thought we'd spend the second half of the show doing that. Um, you said missed opportunity right at the start of the show. And um, I think that's what I wanted to get at. Because one of the things that I kept thinking as I was going through this online exhibition was the fact that I wanted to be able to engage with this exhibition in a much better way. Uh, because, as I mentioned, the works are beautiful. The themes work really well. They fit under the themes well. But even simple things like not being able to zoom into the works, um, not having easily readable explanations next to the paint uh, next to the paintings, all of these things really bothered me, and I really, really wish that the presentation of it in the virtual space had been done better. 
Yeah, Sharmila, you and me both definitely. <laughs> Gosh, where where do I start? Um, and and you know, if if the Bangnagara Museum folks are listening, I do want to say that I'm being maybe extra hard because you know because because of who they are and their stature and what they are capable of doing, right? Um, let's start with. Uh, uh, I didn't know. I, I, I didn't. I did. It took me a while to realize that actually they had write-ups on each section, on each like industry. Because it doesn't sit on the same. Yeah. It, it's like yeah, it's almost it a different site. Exactly, and and that I thought was like, well, what a missed opportunity! What a missed opportunity! For example, you know, I mean, there the, there was the one I liked. Uh, there was one of um, in the mining section. You know, they could have just said like. Here, you will notice in this section, there's a lot of pictures, there's a lot of paintings that feature open pit, hard rock, tin mine. And they could have given it a little bit of economic history background, for example, you know, to just reach, to just give a little bit more, I guess, audience engagement, visitor engagement and education. So that was one. And of course, yeah, I, I was deeply frustrated by the inability to zoom into the works. Um, yeah, and I just think, uh, the way I will put it is I feel that the write-ups or any curatorial statements, whatever that they came up with, and the artworks, they did not come into conversation enough. And I find that that is a very, very big loss because as we as we've been as you've been showering praises at the the names, right? Like the 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 names of the of the artists that they feature, they could have done a lot more, I feel. And just to really bring it alive. I I, I kept having this thing of like, I like this, I like this, but I wish it was brought more alive. That was my kept going on in my mind. It's an odd thing because at first glance, it's a beautifully made site. Um, it dis- it's displayed like a, a museum. You know, they have this really nice music that accompanies you as you look through each. So not music, but sounds. So the fisheries depart- the fisheries uh, section has, uh, you know, ocean sounds. The small businesses, you have the sound of like a pasa or a marketplace. Um, agriculture, you have, um, you know, just sounds of birds and, and nature. So it's actually really quite clever and that was quite an immersive experience but the moment I realised one, yes, you can't zoom into the works but also the other being there's so little context to the works themselves. A lot of the information that you want as you walk through a gallery is not available in that space. Um, So I think that's a bit of a missed opportunity. You also can't sort of jump from work to work at your own leisure. You have to go through the sequence that they've arranged for you. Um, And that also takes away from, I think, the interactivity and the possibility of being able to uh, come away with a a story in some ways. Um, Missed opportunity for me also extends to the stories that they are telling. Because um, while there are... I think while there's such a huge number of names being shown here, and interestingly, the paintings themselves are quite um, diverse in terms of representing different communities, but the names being shown are not, in my opinion, diverse enough. So um, just just uh, off the top of my head, I felt that there wasn't enough representation from Indian artists. Uh, there certainly wasn't enough representation from Sabah and Sarawak artists. Uh, and I felt like for for an exhibition like this, it should include those communities because they're such a vital part of these four themes they were talking about. No, completely, Shamila. Like, yeah, I, I, I could. When you mentioned, I mean, I, it, it occurred to me too that I think the only, the only artwork from, at least that I recall, that came from uh, Sabah or Sarawak was from Bau Sarawak, right? And it mm-hmm. was about like the land. Uh, sorry, um, tin mine there. 
Um, and yeah, I felt I felt a glaring loss. I do have to say though, because I've been seeing some 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 big organizations get their history wrong. So I appreciate it that they wrote that you know in 1957 independence was gained by the Federation of Malaya. They didn't say Malaysia because you know uh, that's not correct. So I appreciated that, for example. But I do wish, yeah, because. Because I don't know, are, are we destined to always be fragmented? Like when we talk about Malaysia in this sense, is it only the peninsula? Like let's not do that, you know. Let's not inherit, uh, you know, practices that 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 should be should be changed. Uh, and, and yeah, whose time has come? I mean, whose time has ended? Um, yeah. So I felt I felt a glaring. Uh, actually, that now that I think about it, um, there were not many women artists. No, were there right? any? Come to think I, of it, I, see. I, I, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, so but certainly that, not um, enough that they made an impression on me. You're absolutely right. Even though women yeah. feature in the paintings quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. And and what does that say? And you know, that's the thing. Like maybe I mean, if I may share, like, I feel that okay, we've identified that the the curators could have said like you know at that time it seems that there were not, I don't know something you know just to explain or to acknowledge like the gaps and why it was that because if they said yeah opportunities for women to to be artists maybe were not as as open then now you know so so we acknowledge that but we, we just want to you know give a bit of a complicated picture is fine but do try like a, a story that's being conveyed with care more care I think would have really made it an excellent um excellent exhibition because it had the infrastructure for that. But I feel like they didn't go enough of a distance. I completely agree with what you're saying. So I don't think what I'm saying is that we need to um, plug these gaps by literally finding paintings. It's it's entirely possible that those paintings don't exist, that they, we don't have works or artists um, from that time um, of these communities. I'm not 100% sure. That said, yeah. then the exhibition has to account for that in some way, um, mm -hmm. whether, as you said, by explanation um, mm -hmm. or whether, and I'm just really, I'm, I'm just throwing out ideas here, maybe getting artists from those communities to respond um, or having modern works that kind of fill that gap. There are many things that you can do um, to acknowledge that that gap exists. And I think sometimes not acknowledging it and just presenting it as this, that's where things start feeling like... Um, that's when communities start feeling left out. That's when people feel like, oh, you don't care that you're not representing us. Um, and I think this was an opportunity to, to bridge that gap in some ways. So I would like to see that bridged. Um, we are running out of time. So I wanted to close off on something that I said at the beginning of the show, um, which is that I would really like to see this in a physical form. I, I think this has a lot of opportunity um, as a live exhibition. Um, and I would, in fact, like to see it even have some of those things we just talked about, a, a kind of a response, a kind of a um, accounting for these gaps. And I think that could be done in a physical ex uh, exhibition really well. I, I'm there with you. I mean, after the frustration of not being able to zoom in on these uh, online versions, like, please, let me get close <laughs> to them, you know. I'll behave and keep a distance. But I do want to soak them all in. And even, you know, Sharmila, as you were speaking, I know I know the Bagnagar Museum does this because I have attended uh, some of the events. They could have talks. They could have, like, some workshops or, you know, just mm. something. Something that, yeah, I think this is it. Like, there's no, there was not enough dimensions to... To, to what they were presenting. And I do, if I may, I also wanted, when you were saying earlier about, you know, acknowledging the gaps, right? I think that's the problem, really. Sometimes I find, especially with, you know, big, big institutions, 
um, they they attempt or, or or maybe even smaller ones when they say something or is like a, a Malay series of Malaysian so and so and so and so art for example like you really attempt you try so hard to project like this totalizing narrative right like like yes this is this is comprehensive Malaysian but then yeah communities would feel would would feel left behind for example I mean did you see any orang asal any orang asli did you see mm. you know just all those and again as I I I wanted to echo what you said where that doesn't mean you have to you know just If, if even if something's not there, try and like you know conjure it or anything, but acknowledge it really because economic history or economic history is so complex, right? There's so many layers to it, and we're still talking about it, and we're still trying to understand it. And the artworks uh, and art is a, is 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 a fantastic way to be able to do that. So yeah, I wish with these uh, improvements, if I may call them that, I think it would be a uh, quite a stellar exhibition. Thanks for reviewing this with me, Adriana. Thank you, Sharmila. So we've been reviewing Keringat, Tales of Our Forefathers. Uh, that's, an, that's a virtual exhibition that's currently on at museum.bnm.gov.my. Uh, that's essentially the Bangnagara Museum's website. Um, it's, on, it's on indefinitely, so you can check it out. Um, let us know what you think. Do you like learning about history through art? You can call us double seven double three two nine hundred, WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, tweet us at BFM Radio. Everyone's a critic. Jointly presented with Chendana. For updates on Malaysian arts and culture, visit www.baskl.com.my. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.